on Jesus' healing crusade. And how many of you would like to go to one of his crusades? That'd be good, wouldn't it? And, uh, you know, I've been to some healing crusades over the years, and I've often wondered what it would be like to go to one of Jesus's crusades. And we have the next best thing. We have the holy written word of God, so we can go into the word of God and and uh, be right there with him as he healed the multitudes and healed individuals and so on and so forth. And as we continue today with this series, I'm trusting that your faith will be built. God's healing power will flow and many will be healed both in this sanctuary and over social media by the power of God. And, and I continue to sense in my spirit that if you'll hang on here and, and follow along with us over the next many, many, many weeks that some folks are going to be healed of some things that, that, that have plagued them for a long time. And uh, uh, remember that the anointing of God, the power of God rides on the word of God. So just as you sit and listen and absorb the word of God, the healing power of God flows. So don't ever forget that. Now in Acts 10.38, that's our key verse, our main verse. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And notice God the Father anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So you have God the Father and then of course you have the second member of the Trinity became, you know, the Word was made flesh and, uh, and, and, and we know him as Jesus. And that was his human name, Jesus, and uh, of Nazareth. That indicates where he was from, of course. And uh, I, I just thought I'd say this, uh, that word anointed, actually you study into that and dig into that a little bit. Uh, you've heard Jesus Christ. See, a lot of people think that Jesus' last name was Christ, but that's not the case at all. That word Christ ha- it has to do with the anointing. Uh, you know, and it's making reference here how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So uh, that word Christ means anointed. Jesus was anointed. It also has to do with the Messiah. Jesus was the Messiah. So how God the Father anointed Jesus of Nazareth. See, he became a man. Remember, we've taught you that. And he operated in the earth uh, as a man, though he, though he was 100% God, he didn't operate as God in the earth. He operated as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And of course, that power, that, that's the healing power of God. The Greek word there is dunamis. We get our English word dynamite. And so that spiritual dynamite. So Jesus went about, about with that spiritual dynamite healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And that power, see, is what the people were after. Remember, we gave you a verse in the first session how uh, Jesus returned in the power of the spirit. And people are looking for that power. The multitudes would gather around him. They just wanted to, to, touch, to touch him because power went out from him. And that was the healing power of the Holy Spirit. It's dynamite power. It's, 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 it's dunamis. The Greek word again, dynamite power. My first encounter with the power of God happened when I was 19 years old. I remember that day very, very vividly. I remember uh, that was back in 1982. I laid all day sick with a fever on my mother's couch. 
and uh, I, 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 was, I was sick. And I laid there all day with a, with a, with a, with a fever, a substantial fever. And uh, I remember they were having a, a meeting here in the area at a, at a certain church that was, it was a new church. It was a, a charismatic church. I'd never been to a charismatic church. And uh, uh, actually, I'll, I'll call the name. It was uh, uh, Brother David Crank, Sr. Have you ever heard of him? David Crank, Sr. And uh, a, a man of God. And actually, he was a New Testament prophet. He actually was. And, uh, and so, uh, I've never called his name before, but I felt impressed to, to call it. And uh, over there uh, on Larkin Williams Road. And so I remember I, I, I lay all day sick of a fever. And I was 19 years old and they were having a meeting over there. And so uh, I had heard him on the radio some and I'd never been to a charismatic church. So I went and I remember I went in there and, and, and there was, there was, you know, uh, a sizable crowd in there. And, uh, uh, this was back when he was in that first building that he had built. It was a smaller building. Later on, he built a much bigger one, but, uh, that, that hooked on to it, you know. But I went in, I remember there wasn't even any carpet on the floor. It was just, it was cement floor because they hadn't put the carpet down yet. It was that new. Now I remember I'd never been in a service like that because remember I was raised in a Baptist church. And uh, we never had services like what I, what, I, what I was in on that night. And so I went in there and I remember I was sitting on the second, uh, uh, there were several sections. And I was sitting on the, the second section and, and, and I was, uh, uh, I say the second section, I was sitting over here to his right, second row. And I was right on the end. And I was still had that fever and, and, and I wasn't feeling well at all. And, uh, anyway, after the, after the ministry was over, I didn't know who he was. I, I hadn't, I'd never been in any, anything like this. And I remember, uh, right at the, uh, right at the end there, he, he called me out of the crowd and he, uh, prophesied some things to me and, and, and whatnot and spoke to me about the calling of God and so forth and so on. And, uh, and, 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 and while he was, while he, now I'd never been called out of a crowd before. I'd never been in anything like this before. How many of you remember first time you went to a charismatic church? You know, it's a little bit different, you know, where the spirit of God's free to move. And so he, uh, as he was, uh, prophesying and, and sharing some things with me by the Holy Spirit, I was standing like this. I was standing like this, you know. And, uh, and while he was going on, you know, prophesying and I was hanging on every word, trying to remember everything he was saying to me, you know, by the spirit of God, I remember I looked up and when I looked up, there was an electrical power. People want to know what the anointing of God feels like. I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like electricity. It feels like, uh, some, some, sometimes I felt it. It's like a heat. But most times I felt it is, is like electricity. And, and I looked up, there was like an electrical charge or electrical net, a net. I, I don't know why I say net, but like somebody laid a net, like an electrical power sitting right on my head. And I looked up and, and when I looked up, it scared me, you know, to, to, you know, I had to get, maybe scared is not the right word, but it startled me. So I looked back down. And, uh, and, and then I looked up a second time, it was still there. And, and I looked back down, you know, this is electricity sitting on my head. And so I, I looked up the third time, it was still there. And it still startled me. And I looked back down, and then I thought, well, am I going to look up again? What would I do? I looked up the fourth time, the power was gone, and so was the fever. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Healed instantly right on the spot. Is that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Glory to God. And so the power of God is real. 
And uh, now I didn't feel it again for many, many years until, uh, until I got in these healing lines. Here as I began to minister under the power of the Holy Spirit in these healing lines. And uh, 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 well, actually, when I felt it, but I, but I ministered under it before we ever started this church. I actually felt it here in this in the in these these uh, healing lines we used to have. Remember how they used to line all the way across the front and all the way around, all the way <laughs> a couple of times. You know, they'd roll around, line up around a building. You know, and power people come for the power of God. And uh, but actually, I had uh, ministered under the power. I didn't feel it till actually in here, but I'd ministered under it at another church as I was uh, assisting at another church. The pastor from time to time would let me minister. And uh, I remember, uh, uh, now, you know, it's sad to say, how many of you ever heard of falling under the power? You know, now I believe in that. I really do. I really, really do. And, and, and when it's the power of God, but unfortunately, uh, if you've ever studied the charismatic movement, falling under the power, sad to say, became a theatrical thing in many, in many circles. And uh, uh, a lot of times people just fell because it was the thing to do or it was a learned behavior. Now, that, that's sad. Uh, very sad. Much theatrics. And a lot of times you'd see on television where uh, healing, quote unquote, evangelists would have it was a theatrical thing, you know. And, and you know how to correct that? You just remove the catchers. Just take, you know what I'm talking about? The people that would catch the people that fell. All you got to do to fix that is just remove the catchers. Just take the catchers out and uh, uh, and that would fix all that theatrics. Wouldn't you agree with me? Just remove the catchers. And because uh, I tell you what, you really fall under the power of God, you won't get hurt. I remember in this, this church I was telling you about where I ministered many, many occasions. Uh, there was a lady that came up in the line and uh, I was ministering. And I remember I laid hands on her and, 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 and you could sense the power of God. And I didn't feel it, but you could sense the power of God was about her and on her. But uh, she's standing there. And so finally, I just moved away. Do you know, sometimes ministers, I've watched them over the years. They won't they won't leave a person until they fall. It's sad to say that sometimes somehow or another people think that if people fall down, they get something. I've had so many people fall, quote unquote, fall and didn't get anything. And I've had so many more that we didn't feel a thing and they got healed. You see, did you hear what I just said? But this falling business, I'm all for it. You see it in the Bible. If it's God, if God's in it. But I've seen many people fall and get nothing. I've seen so many people not fall and get healed. But anyway, uh, so, so you don't, you don't go by whether somebody falls down or not as to whether or not they get healed. We're talking about the power of God. But I remember power of God was on this lady and we, I'm, but you can only stay with people so long. And so I was there with her for several, you know, I don't know, minute, whatever, laid hands on her, however long is, you could sense the power of God was there, but I couldn't feel it. So I moved, I moved on. And so, uh, the ushers, they moved right along with me, you know, cause we did have catchers. And, uh, and, and like I said, you need the catchers. Really, the reason you need the catchers for people that just fall out of a learned behavior. You see what I'm saying? You need, you need to protect, you know, insurance purposes and whatnot. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, we moved away from this lady and I get down here, I don't know, maybe about 20 feet from her and I see the power of God getting stronger on her. And, and, and this just as fast as you can snap your finger, the power of God just increased on her. And, and, and I mean, she went down 
and, 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 and she hit the floor and her head, her back of her head hit the floor. My wife was there, she'll tell you. And it sounded like a watermelon. You take a watermelon and just throw it down on cement. And, 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 and I'm standing there thinking, oh my gosh, she's got to be dead. You know, she's got to be a goner. The pastor's going to kill me when he gets back, you know. Now, I wouldn't have blamed it, but it wasn't my fault. I didn't do nothing. All I did was pray for her. But you know what? That woman got up. She was totally healed. She wasn't hurt at all. See, you fall under the power of God. It won't hurt you. You won't get hurt, you see. And I remember, uh, and by the way, this pushing. Have you ever seen ministers push people? Push, push, push. It's disgusting, isn't it? I'm totally opposed to it. Uh, the power of God gets to move and you don't need to push anybody. At all. I remember in this same church on another occasion, there was a man there. He's a big man. His first name was D, but he looked like a Paul Bunyan. You know Paul Bunyan? I mean, I mean, he, 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 he had everything about him like Paul Bunyan except Babe the Blue Ox. I mean, he was a big man, you know. He didn't carry an axe with him, but I tell you what, he didn't need an axe. He was a big guy. And I remember he was in the line and I went up in front of him. Now, I didn't feel the power of God, but when I laid hands on him, I went up and I, I tell you, my hand got within probably not a foot of his head and the power of God hit him. I tell you what, it looked like somebody hit him in the head with a baseball bat. You, I tell you what, the catchers, there were catchers there, but they didn't do any good. This guy went down. He took out the catchers and took out the whole front row. Glory to God. Power of God knocked him down. He wasn't hurt. Nobody was hurt. He got up healed. Can you say amen? amen? Thank God for the power of God. And then, you know, in this in this church right here, over the last 25 years, I've ministered to many people under under the power of God. I felt it on several occasions. Most of the time I hadn't felt it, you know, most of the time I hadn't felt it. But I have felt it on a couple of occasions. Again, it feels like electricity. It feels like 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 heat, you know, uh, 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 like a, like a like a you'd say a warm glow or a heat. I remember on uh, one occasion I was standing right over in this area here and there was a there was a fella came came by. I can just tell you the experience, whether you believe it or not, it's up to you. But I remember I, 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 uh, I laid hands upon him and I felt the power of God like electricity. I felt it leave my hands and it went into him. I felt him pull it. You know, his, he believed. That's how you receive in the spirit. You believe. He believed. He, ex, he received it. The power of God went out of my hands, went into him. He turned it loose. It came back out of him, hit me, leveled me, you see, knocked me down. This th these things are real. I remember I was ministering here in this line on another occasion, and uh, I had an assistant, wonderful young man. Do you remember Ryan? How many remembers Ryan? Just wonderful, wonderful young man. And uh, he was with me, you know. And, 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 and he would help me back in those days. And uh, I remember he testified later because he, 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 he said, Pastor, because I felt him like turn my suit coat back there. Then I wore suits every Sunday and he he turned loose of my suit coat. And, and I asked him about it later. He said, he said, man, he said, he said, you were praying for the sick. And he said it was just he said at a certain point, it was just like my it was just like your suit coat. was. you ever touch like a stove that's hot? He said it just heated up. I had to turn loose. Now, I didn't feel anything, but he did, you see. So the power of God is real. I said it's very, 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 very real. Now, you don't have to feel the power of God to get healed. Like I said, most of the healings we've had in this ministry over the 25 years that we've been here, plus a little bit more, um, I'd say the, by far the majority, nobody felt anything. I didn't feel anything when I prayed for the person. They didn't feel anything. 
We just laid hands on them in faith, you know, and, and again and again, they'd come back healed. Did we get everybody healed? Absolutely not. Neither did Jesus. In his hometown, the Bible says there he could do no mighty work. Is that right? Because of their doubt and unbelief. Is that correct? But, uh, but nonetheless, uh, most of the people just, we just didn't feel a thing. You know, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen or not felt. You, you understand that. But the most outstanding one, and then we'll get into the, into, into, back into Jesus' uh, ministry. Why do I share these uh, testimonies with you? Well, I share them with you because I think it makes it more real to you. So, you know, when you study about what happened 2,000 years ago, that's great. And that's where we spend the majority of our time. However, when, when I can tell you things that happened in this room, right here in this sanctuary over the last 25 years, I think it makes it more real to you. Jesus is still in the healing business. The power of God's real. It's still flowing today. And it's for anybody who will believe it and receive it. Amen. But the most outstanding one, in my opinion, concerning the power of God that happened in this ministry... As many, 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 many years ago, it was on a Wednesday night, and uh, back there, we, then we had three sections. Now, now with this COVID stuff, we got the you know, got the chairs all spread out. But back there, then we had three sections. You know, a section of chairs here, over here, and then the middle section. And on Wednesday evenings, we just people sat in the middle section. And so I remember it was Wednesday night. I finished my my sermon. And I didn't feel anything, didn't feel a blasted thing. I mean, to tell you the truth, that night it was just deader than a doornail, you know. So, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It was just, I'm just telling you, have you ever sensed it deader than a doornail? I mean, it just was. And nothing, not that anything was wrong. It just, just, I didn't feel anything. Nobody felt anything. We were just, but thank God you don't have to feel anything. Amen. The word of God was going forth. And so I remember I got right done, right to the end of my message and finished my message. And uh, I, I was ready to close. I was in the process of closing up the service, you know, just closing it, just, you know, going through the preliminaries, closing it down, just ready. I, just as I got ready to dismiss the people, I stepped like right, right here. And the power of God came on me, on me, you know, suddenly that's how the spirit of God moves a lot of times. Suddenly, suddenly. Haven't you ever seen that in the scripture? Suddenly. Real loud, say suddenly, suddenly and suddenly the power of God came on me and uh, and, and, and I and this is not like me. If anybody that knows me, I'm, I'm pretty conservative. I'm pretty laid back. I'm, I, I, this was just totally out of character for me. But the power of God came on me. And uh, just the, the power of God. And, and, and I remember I danced. I danced a jig in the Holy Spirit. You know, I dan- you know what I mean by that? I just danced in the spirit. There's a dancing in the spirit. There really is. And, 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 and I danced just dan- right there. I dan- freaking people out. I just danced in the spirit. Just just. And then I ran around that middle section. And it was pretty full that night. I ran around that middle section. And I came back up and uh, I stood in the pulpit here and I looked out at the people and they looked at me. And I looked out at the people and they looked at me. And I looked out at the people and they're still looking back at me. Wondering what in the world happened. What went on? You know, what, 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 was, what was that all about? What's up with this guy? You know, and, 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 and I felt like a fool. And when we got home that night, I asked my wife, I said, did I did I look like a fool? And she didn't answer me. And, and, and all these years later, she still hasn't answered me. So I felt like a fool. I'm sure I looked like a fool. Until the next day when the call came in to that same assistant, Ryan, and he took the call. 
And uh, there was a lady I didn't know. Uh, I knew who she was, but I didn't know she was sick. I didn't know there was anything wrong with her. And she testified to him. She was sitting back on the back to my left. She, she hadn't eaten in several days and her belly was blown up like a, like you'd have a basketball in it. Her belly was blown up, inflated. And she testified, she, she told my assistant, she said, when, when, when the pastor ran past me, she said something jumped off on me like fire, like, like a heat. Jumped off on me when he ran by. Something jumped off him onto me, and, uh, and and she said my belly deflated. It went down to normal size, and I went out after the service and was able to eat. Can you say amen to that? Glory to God! Is that exciting? That excites me. Now I can't heal anybody. I can't heal anybody, and 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 no human being can heal anybody. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen to that? Only thing we can do is just be obedient to him and flow with him, you know, and have faith in him. And uh, and that power of God will flow and it'll affect healings and cures in people's bodies and minds. Amen. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to uh, do something here just at the leading of the spirit. So I'm going to throw the projectionist off just a little bit. Let's go to Mark, the fifth chapter here. Mark, the fifth chapter uh, I'm, I'm going to get a little out of sequence here because since we're talking about the power of God, how many of you are interested in the power of God? I, I, I sure am. And, uh, you know, I, I found this that the more the more uh, excited you get about the things of God, the more the more likely he is to manifest. It's just the truth. I've watched it over the many years. The more thrilled you get with God, the more likely he is to manifest. And. Um, uh, notice here in Mark, the fifth chapter, let's just pick up with the 25th verse. You've all heard about the woman with the issue of blood, haven't you? Well, it said a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. Now, that's a long time to bleed, isn't it? Long time. And, and as I've studied into this, apparently it was a apparently it was a menstrual type Type cycle, you know what I'm talking about, where she was bleeding from, and uh, that's a long time to bleed in that way or in any way. Twelve years, every time she'd sit down, pool of blood. Now I presume that I mean, as I've studied into it, that's what what the flow was. Now I can't prove that that's what it was, but I don't think you can disprove it. But apparently, that's what it was. Like a menstrual cycle that wouldn't quit, only heavy and, and, and bleeding, 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 bleeding. Everywhere you go, there's blood. You put your clothes on, there's blood. You sit down, you get up, there's blood. You lay down in your bed, there's blood. You sit down in your chair, there's blood. All your sheets are full of blood. All your clothes full of blood. And they didn't have the things that we have nowadays, you know, uh, like washing machines and different things maybe that could have assisted her. They didn't have those back in that day. She's bleeding. You understand this woman was bleeding. Just imagine every time you get up, you're bleeding. Just think right now, if you look down at your, at your, at your, at your, your, your dress or your, your pants or whatever, and they're just full of blood. All of this blood. Think about that. And she'd been bleeding for 12 years. 
and had suffered many things from many physicians. Notice, suffered many things from many physicians. Now, I'm all for good physicians. I, I, I do. I, I, I'm all for good hospitals, all for good doctors, all for good medicines. Absolutely. I believe that they're given us by God. Thank God for good hospitals, good doctors, good medicines. I'm all for those. And I believe that, 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 that a, a minister of the gospel who flows in the healing power of God should work in conjunction with good doctors. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I can't tell you how many people I've prayed for over the years where I've told them, go back to your doctor, have them confirm what the power of God has done. Work in conjunction with your doctor. Stay in touch with your doctor. I'm all for good hospitals, good doctors, good medicines. The thing of it is, though, sometimes and many, many times they can't help you much. Now, they can help you a lot and a lot more in this hour than they could back there then. How many of you are happy with the uh, advancements in medical science that we've seen over the last years? I, I, I'm glad they're there. I've taken advantage of them. I have no problem with it. I believe they're put there by God to help us. We, we live in a very privileged time because the doctors can do so much now that they couldn't do so many years ago. My dad died when he was 52. If he had lived in this hour, he could have lived. He wouldn't have had to have died because they could have done things to his heart, you know, that they couldn't do back there in 1971, you know, and, and so forth. But thank God for good hospitals, good doctors and good medicines. But what are we going to do when they can't help us? When they tell us we've done all that we can or we don't have a treatment for that. And she'd suffered. Notice she'd suffered many things from many physicians Suffered. Just think about that. I'm taking a little time with this here today. Think about she suffered. They, 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 no telling what kind of things they performed on her. They tried out on her. They were trying everything that they could. There's no telling what they did. You know, there was a day that they used to put leeches on people. Is that right? Is that correct? Now, I don't know that they did that with her, but they used to do that here in the United States, didn't they? Back many, many, many moons ago. Is that right? Suffered many things from many physicians and she'd spent all that she had and was no better. Now, notice it. Notice this. Uh, uh, no different back then than in this hour. A medical treatment will cost you an arm and a leg. Is that right? And, you know, the insurance companies, most of them are despicable things. Because what they do is a lot of times people need a procedure and they won't approve the thing. I don't know if you've ever run into that. Now, I'm not saying all of them are, but most of them, I mean, when somebody needs a treatment, they don't have three months to, to, to wait a lot of times to get your doctor to talk to their doctor to, huh? And insurance is very expensive. And then when you do need it, a lot of times they don't want to cover things. And it can cost people their lives. It's a despicable thing that's going on in our land in this hour with the insurance companies. But uh, uh, she spent all that she had. Think about that. And was no better, but was getting worse. I'm going slow. I want you to put yourself in her shoes. And... Uh, 
She's getting worse. She's out of money, getting worse. Doctors can't help her. They're doing experimental stuff on her. Getting worse. When she heard about Jesus, now I get happy right there. When she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, when the world can't help you, when the doctors can't help you, when nobody else can help you, thank God Jesus is there. And when she heard about Jesus, remember faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus is the word made flesh. Is that right? And she'd heard about Jesus. I wonder what she heard about him. I believe she heard that he was healing people. She was he- that he was healing people. I believe she heard he was healing people. He was healing people of this, healing people of that, healing people. She heard about him. She heard about Jesus. When she heard about Jesus, no doubt that he was healing people of all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. Uh, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now notice she heard and she came to him. Would you agree with me that... That, that she believed what she heard. Did she believe what she heard? She heard about Jesus and she, she must have believed it or she wouldn't have went to him. She must have believed that he could help her. And she hears about him and she comes behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now, you need to realize that it was against the law for her to be out of her house with that blood. She wasn't supposed to be out among people. But you know, desperate people do desperate things. And, uh, and, and so she, uh, she goes out there with that blood flowing and, uh, she comes behind him in the crowd and, uh, there was a large crowd there, as we'll see, and touched his garment. Now, what do you think she was after? She was after something. She was after that what? That, that, that what? It starts with a P and ends with an R. Power. She's after what? Power. She's after that power. She wants that power. I don't know about you, but I want that power. Yeah. I want that healing power. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Interesting, she heard something. She heard about Jesus. She believed it. Interesting, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Then when she believed, the moment she believed, she she had faith. But remember this, and we'll say more about it as we go in the future sessions. Faith has to be released. Faith has to be released. There's so many people that I've watched this over the many years in the healing ministry... That people will sit, they'll hear the word, they'll have faith to be healed, but they never do get healed because they never release their faith. Faith has to be released. How do you release faith? You release faith through your words and or your actions. Through your words and or your actions. I remember that, that man, that crippled man that the Apostle Paul ministered to. We'll get to it again down the road as we go. But he sat there crippled. Remember that? And Paul, he heard Paul speak. See, he heard Paul speaking and preaching. And, the, and, and Paul observed him intently that he had faith to be healed. But still the man sitting there just as crippled as he ever was. Remember that story over in the book of Acts? He heard the word. Heard Paul preach 
And the man had faith to be healed, but he's still just as crippled as he ever was. And then the Bible says, Paul said to him with a loud voice, stand up, you know, stand up, get up. And he leaped and he walked. See, when he released his faith, the power of God hit him and he was healed. This lady here heard, but you know, she didn't stay home, did she? She believed, but she didn't stay home, did she? See, a lot of people hear, a lot of people believe, but they'll never release their faith. How do you release it? Through words and or actions. So she heard about Jesus and then she she's releasing her faith now. She comes to him and touches him. She's releasing her faith with her words. For she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And notice in verse 29, notice that verse starts with a word. It starts with what? It starts with, what's that word? Huh? Everybody say it now. Come on. Say it again. Immediately. Immediately. She touches his garment and immediately the fountain, see fountain, fountain of her blood, fountain. It wasn't, it wasn't like you just cut yourself, you know, and you know, have you ever cut yourself and blood just, it was a fountain of blood. Think about that. Think about that, dear friends, a fountain of blood. Think, think about that. A fountain of blood. A fountain of blood. Fountain. A fountain of blood. Fountain of blood. Have you ever seen a fountain? What is it? Like a fountain? You know, it just... Huh? Come on now. You know what a fountain is? She had a fountain of blood. It wasn't just trickling out. It wasn't just trickling out between her legs. It was a fountain of blood. I, you know, I've, I've read this story hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Just standing up here, going over it with you slowly. I'm getting things out of it that, that I haven't seen before. Fountain of blood. Fountain of blood. See, we read these stories so quickly sometimes. We've got to put ourselves in the shoes of these people to really understand, to understand what's going on with them and, 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 and how great God is. And immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. That's good, isn't it? And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. I think one translation says she was healed of the plague. Now that'd be a plague, wouldn't it? To have huh? fountain of blood for 12 years. It was a plague. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague or the affliction. It's interesting as you study the subject of faith, you see... Yeah, you don't you don't feel to be in faith. Feeling has nothing to do with faith, does it? Feeling has nothing to do with faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not perceived with the five physical senses. But here's something I do have to tell you. When faith has run its process, you will feel. When faith has run its process, you will feel. You ought to write that down if you're taking notes. When faith has run its process... Or I'll say it another way. The end result of faith will produce feelings. See, a lot of people, they never receive from God because they want to feel up front. They want to feel up front. They want to feel up front. Well, this woman didn't feel up front, did she? Absolutely not. But at the end of the process, she felt, didn't she? She felt. She felt the result. She felt the result. See, if you want to get healed by the Lord, you need to hang on every, all all these, all these, uh, Bible, Bible stories we're talking about. Let them become real to you. Put yourself in these people's shoes. And uh, 
Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction or the plague. And verse 30, in Jesus, immediately, see there's that word again, immediately, she touched immediately, the power of God flowed. And just at that same instant, immediately, knowing in himself that what, that what, that what, that what, that what? What? That power. There's that power. See, that power, that's dunamis, that dynamite, spiritual dynamite power of the Holy Ghost that was in Jesus. Immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. Power had gone out of him. He perceived that. I, I, I know. Like I told you when I, I felt I, I felt the power of God over the years go into people. I, I, I've, you can perceive it. You can feel it. It's tangible. Now, like I said, I, most of the time I don't. But there's been occasions where I felt it. But here, uh, Jesus immediately knowing in, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. Well, where'd the power go? It went out of him and into her, didn't it? And it healed her right on the spot, didn't it? Dried that fountain up just, just as fast, faster than you can snap your finger. Jesus can help you when nobody else can. Don't ever forget that. Jesus can help you when nobody else can. And that power went out of him. He turned around in the press or in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Well, there it is. He's operating not as God, though he was God. He was operating as a man. Because otherwise he wouldn't have had to ask that question. Operating as a man anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. And that power just flew, flew out of him, flowed out of him, however you want to say it, into her. And he says, who touched my clothes? Why did he ask that? Because he perceived that power when he felt power go out of him. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? Now, let's think, let's put ourselves in that position there. Multitudes thronging him. You know what I mean by that? Multitudes around him. Think about all the people that were there. They were around him, following him. And I have to believe that there was a whole bunch of people that were grabbing at him, trying to touch him. What were they after? They were after the power, right? So he's going along. You got to remember this. Jesus, when he moved, I mean, from place to place, lots of times there was multitudes thronging him. They wanted to hear what he had to say and they wanted that power. You can't blame them. I'd have been there too. And, uh, and, and he says, who touched me? Put yourself in the position, in, in, in that position, uh, in your mind. All those many people around. Have you ever been in a crowded, crowded where there's lots of people around? I know I was uh, at one of the Rams games. Somebody, get, remember back when they were running to the Super Bowl? And somebody gave me free tickets and I went in there and I thought I wasn't going to come out alive. Because of the, the I, I don't mean in the stadium, I mean trying to get in that place. I got in a certain place in a certain area. I tell you what, there were so many people. I, I felt pressed. I felt crushed. I thought I didn't know I was going to get out of there. It was, that's the kind of thing Jesus lived with. And, 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 and there was hundreds of people, you know, rubbing up against me as I was trying to get through there. And what would, what, what, what do you think if I said, who, t I was there with my son. Who touched me? What do you think he would have said? What do you mean who touched you? There, there's all these people around. Well, the same thing happened here. What do you mean? The disciples said to Jesus, what do you mean who touched you? See all these people? It's interesting. Let me make this very clear to you. 
There's no question in my mind that maybe not everybody was there trying to touch him because there was probably a lot of people just following and going along with the crowd. But I have to believe that there was a bunch of people reaching out and touching him. And, and get this. Uh, we only have record of one lady getting anything in this in this situation here. What do we learn from that? That you can touch Jesus. And if you don't touch him in faith. It's not going to draw the power of God. Do you get what I just said? The Bible says, I think in the book of Hebrews, that he's easily touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He's easy to touch, but you don't get any benefit out of it unless you touch him in faith. And so there's multitudes of people here. And, and, and multitudes of people who no doubt had been hearing him teach. But they didn't have any faith really about him. In that they touched him, but they didn't receive anything. If you want to get anything from Jesus, when you touch him, you need to touch him in faith. And this lady here, she touched him in faith. And when she did, power went out of him into her. Heal that fountain of that plague of blood. And his disciples said to him, verse 31, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? Verse 32, and he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell before him and told him the whole truth. So she told him what had happened. And he said to her, now, now hang on this right here. Daughter, your what? Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction or of your plague. Notice, he said, your faith has made you well. Again and again we see this as we study the healing crusades of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again and again, the emphasis is put on the people's faith. Really more so than the power of God. Now the power of God's there all right. But in order to tap it, you have to tap it through faith. See, it was the power of God that healed her. There's no doubt about that. But he said, your faith has made you well. What is he saying? He's saying that your faith, her faith, tapped the power of God. And it made her well. See, again and again and again, we want to put all the emphasis on the power of God. And, and we should put emphasis on the power of God. It's a power of God that heals us. But you can't tap it. You cannot tap it except through faith. Except through faith. Hearing the word and simply believing it in your heart and then acting on it. That's faith. That's faith. That's a process of faith. Let me go over it again. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you hear the word of God. Now once you hear the word of God, you have a decision to make. Are you going to believe it or not? And that believing can't be in your head. It has to be where? In your heart. So you hear the word of God. And then you believe it in your heart. And at that moment, you're in faith. But now what are you going to do with that faith? The Bible says in the book of James, faith without corresponding action is what? Dead. dead. So you can have faith and it can be dead faith. Right? Faith without, without works. Corresponding action is dead. You hear the word of God. 
You believe it right there, you're in faith. But now you've got to release that faith. You do so with words and our actions. And when you do, you'll tap the power of God. And it'll affect a healing and a cure in your body. Can you say amen? amen? Well, I trust this was helpful to you today. I trust it was helpful to all those that watch on social media. And that power of God is available to you today. It's available to all on social media. You've heard the word. Now believe it in your heart. And then uh, release your faith with words and actions. Reach out and touch touch. Touch the hem of Jesus' garment and touch that power. It'll flow right into you and it'll do just for you what it's what it did for this woman with the issue of blood. Glory to God. All right, all right. And if you're out there on social media and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to encourage you to repent of your sins and accept Jesus into your heart. He'll come into your heart. You'll miss hell. You'll make heaven and He'll make your life worth living in the meantime. And like I said, if you need the healing power of God, uh, uh, just, just say, Jesus, heal me. And I tell you what, that quick, if you, if you mean that, he'll heal you and help you. Amen. All right, we'll see you next time.